MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Stormy Bonantoni coming to you live from our VEASAN studio at Circa Sportsbook. And lots of NFL and postseason divisional round talk ahead over the next hour. Futures talk as well. We'll get into a little bit of NBA, some college hoops. Vinny Maiulo will join us from the South Point shortly. Also on the program, Johnny Avello of DraftKings, Ariel Epstein, host and betting analyst at Yahoo Sportsbook, and host of the Detroit CityCast, Dan Leach, all here. The public cashed in this week over Super Wild Card um, weekend going through Monday night. The Rams are your last team moving on to the divisional round, and that's where we will start as we get going on our top five stories, things you need to know that impact us as betters. The first ever Monday night Wild Card game was a rout. The Rams beating the Arizona Cardinals 34-11, to easily covering as three-point favorites. The under cashes at under 49, and Matt Stafford gets his first playoff win at 202 pass yards, two touchdowns also 22 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown plus 900 to score was Stafford OBJ cashed at 10 to 1 for your first touchdown score plus 140 anytime he's now got six in the last eight games also had 40 passing yards with that hookup with Cam Akers at one point in the third quarter OBJ had more passing yards than Kyler Murray which by the way he had a rough one 137 yards two picks which the over and half an interception cashed for him at plus 130 um, but that brutal pick six in the second quarter was ugly looked like some sandlot football he was 7 of 17 for 28 yards in the first half and didn't get their first first down until the third quarter Arizona opened the season 10 and 2 finished the year dropping five of their last six games and the Rams are moving on to take on the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers this coming weekend Rams getting three total 48 and a half and uh, Tom Brady's got a little more experience under playoff pressure than our guy Kyler Murray. So a competitive battle on tap for those two teams moving forward. Number two on our list 49ers linebacker Fred Warner who underwent testing on Monday after injuring his ankle in Sunday's wild card win against the Cowboys posted on Twitter that he will be good to go this coming week. Sorry for the scare yesterday everyone. He said I appreciate everyone showing the love and support for me and the fellas will be good to go. Huge win on 
to the next. Kyle Shanahan also believes Nick Bosa should be good to go back from a second half concussion in that game. And Jimmy Garoppolo, who's dealing with a slight shoulder sprain, should be fine as well. San Francisco getting six at Lambeau Field against the Packers, total 47 and a half. Number three, the Bengals defensive end Trey Hendrickson returned to practice Tuesday from a concussion himself, getting prepped for Cincinnati's game with Tennessee, who also saw their star running back Derrick Henry back in pads at practice today. Major developments for both teams. Hendrickson led the Bengals defense with 14 sacks this year, and we all know the impact of King Henry, who looked like a legit MVP candidate before needing foot surgery midway through the season. The top seed Titans are three and a half point favorites, total 47. And an off-field betting market to keep an eye on might be Kirk Cousins' next team odds. The Athletics' Chad Graff said the Broncos, Panthers, and Steelers are the most likely trade partners for Cousins this offseason. The current Vikings quarterback entering the final year of a bloated deal with the team who recently cleaned house with the coaching staff. And according to Gaff, if Minnesota can find a team willing to take on Cousins' entire $35 million salary cap hit, the Vikes could get a couple day three draft picks in exchange comparable to the deal the Chiefs made sending Alex Smith to Washington in 2018. Earlier this year, online books had him at minus 180 to be the Vikings starter next season. No was plus 140. So keep an eye on how different those odds may be if and when the books go ahead and repost them. Last one here. Reports from The Athletic reveal that Lakers head coach Frank Vogel's job may be in, quote, serious jeopardy if the team now sitting at seventh in the West through 44 games. Sources in the article state Vogel's being evaluated on a game-to-game basis and is at risk of being fired if progress doesn't continue. L.A. picked up a much-needed home win on Monday against the Utah Jazz, but even still, the star-studded group just 22-22. and 22. The adjusted win total for the Lakers, 42-and-a-half, down from their preseason total of 53 and a half to win the Western Conference. They're fourth on the odds board at plus 600 and 14 to 1, seventh on the board to win it all. Enough yapping from me. Time to hear from one of the original staple voices here at My Guys in the Desert. Longtime expert odds maker Vinny Maiulo. Follow him at Vison Vinny. Joining us live from the South Point. Vinny, we missed you yesterday, but happy to have you with us on a Tuesday. How are you? Well, good to be with you, Stormy. I know uh, Jimmy did a great job with you. Uh, just a little scheduling conflict this week, but uh, nothing uh, nothing permanent. Uh, good, uh, good to be with you today. Yeah, happy to have you. Uh, another favorite coming through last night to close out what was a long NFL Super Wild Card extended weekend. How did you guys make out with the Rams making easy work of the Cardinals last night? Let me uh, let me give it to, put it to you this way. Forget about watching the stock market, folks. If you want to know how the economy's doing, just talk to your bookmaker. How's that? I mean, uh, listen. There's no question. This was uh, this was a good uh, good week for the betters overall. It was a little deceiving to start with. Let's go to Saturday, where books fared pretty well in terms of the bottom line at first, but uh, those games got the weekend rolling, Stormy. That. Uh, uh, you know, with both the Bengals taking care of uh, of the Raiders, and of course the Bills, uh, which uh, which drew a lot of money uh, as well, uh, and it just kind of snowballed. And last night, even though the game last night, which you talk about deceiving, where the Rams opened as four point favorites, uh, they took the four early, they took three and a half. We went back and forth between three and four, and we even closed the game three. So it would look like you would think on paper maybe that that the did well, not in the case, because there was so much carryover going to both sides last night, but especially the Rams late, Rams teasers, Rams money line parlays, and then just Rams parlays uh, as well. So it was a great game, a uh, great weekend 
uh, capped off uh, by the betters last night, and uh, they'll have plenty of uh, plenty of resources uh, to reinvest this week. Which uh, these these four games this week uh, will certainly piggyback right off of last uh, last week's games for sure. And no doubt the carryover factor is really interesting. Just to stay on the Rams real quick for a moment. Obviously, they dominated last night from start to finish. Had a twenty-eight nothing lead at some point defensively. Von Miller looked like Von Miller of old. Everybody made Kyler Murray uncomfortable throughout this entire game. How much did what you saw on the field for them impact maybe a change in Super Bowl odds or not for them moving forward? Yeah, good uh, good question. I mean, you have to pay real close attention because you, you, Von Miller in particular on the defense, right? He seems more comfortable now, right? OBJ on offense is more comfortable. Um, it definitely impacted last night's game. You couldn't go much higher than three. Uh, it, for the for the upcoming game with the Buccaneers, which is exactly where we opened it, I think there were some two and a halves out there, and and no shock that they laid it uh, and up to three. Uh, but in terms of the uh, the Super Bowl futures for the Rams, close proximity to Rams, uh, still eight to one. Uh, this is where we had them going into the first round, uh, but the dominance last night. Now they've uh, obviously got to go on the road and face the defending champs, so we didn't really adjust it. Uh, Rams are still eight to one after last night's game headed down to Tampa Bay, uh, and that's the Super Bowl. It's about half uh, for the uh, for the conference, Stormy. Well, are there any teams that you guys did make any adjustments on, given some of those big favorites that dominated this weekend? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, we actually bumped the uh, uh, we bumped the Bills down. I mean, the Bills with their dominant performance, uh, you know, going into last week, uh, they're now plus four fifty. They were seven to one. Uh, Bengals don't lead down slightly from 20 to uh, 18. We uh, we bumped the Chiefs up, believe it or not, because we're in a good position with the Chiefs. And again, uh, for the folks out there, particularly not only uh, the betters, but, uh, but but operators out there with so many more operators, Stormy, you want to be prepared to, to bump odds up. Don't be afraid to bump something up to attract some money uh, if you've got liability on another team. Uh, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna lower prices, be prepared to raise them. So we made the uh, Chiefs plus four and a quarter. Uh, we kept uh, the Rams at eight to one, as I mentioned. Niners, uh, a lot of respect. Uh, they're down to ten to one, and they're starting to get uh, get noticed too. Uh, another team that's not moved is the uh, the Titans. Uh, we had them at eight to one going into last week. Of course, they didn't play. Left them at eight to one, and the Buccaneers also got a little bit of uh, of, of a taste by the betters too, from eight down to five and a quarter. So those are the updated odds at the South Point right now. So interesting when you think about the two top seeds that the Packers, obviously the one seed in the NFC, sitting atop your odds board and the Titans, a top seed, not really getting any love from odds makers or, or at any books that I've seen so far. But hey, as we turn our attention to these divisional round games that are coming up this weekend, um, you mentioned the Chiefs, Chiefs Bills, obviously a very intriguing rematch coming up this weekend. But in terms of line moves, are you seeing any early shifts here this week? Yeah, the, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, the Chiefs. We did open the Chiefs at two and a half, and they took the uh, the Bills. Um, and folks like what they saw in the Bills last week. Uh, and again, the Chiefs' uh, domination over the uh, the, uh, the uh, Steelers really, I, I guess, betters were more uh, impressed with the Bills, Stormy. So that game uh, opened two and a half and is down to two. Uh, the uh, the Buccaneers, uh, that game is uh, held, held steady at three since last night. Uh, the Titans from uh, the Wilpen three and a half. That's where they sit. This game here, the Packers 49ers game. And I know right at the top of the hour, you talked about uh, the Niners. Uh, looks like they're going to get their defensive specialists back uh, for this week. That game opened six. They took six early, went to five and a half, and went back to six. 
Uh, and right before we uh, came on the air today, uh, with the news, the announcement uh, 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 by the uh, uh, by the uh, Niners with uh, the positive news on their uh, their defensive injuries, that game's back down to five and a half. So going back and forth between five and a half and six, they're taking six with the Niners and laying five and a half with the Packers so far in that game. Really good insight as always, Vinny. We appreciate the time, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Always good to be with you, Stormy. That's our guy Vinny Maiulo over at the South Point. And remember, guys, it's never too early to prepare for the big game. And we want to make sure VEASAN is a part of your postseason and Super Bowl plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs. And then coming up on championship weekend, listen to this, 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game bet cast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join us and join the VEASAN betting experts before, during, and after the action on VEASAN.com. We will be a part of it as well. I'll be on the desk here at Circa pregame, intermission, and postgame. Coming up, which betting streaks continue or take a stop? And Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sportsbook joins us. Don't go anywhere. This is my guys in the desert. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here on My Guys in the Desert. And remember, if you miss any part of this show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, you can get all of our content for free in podcast form. Catch replays of all of our shows and download and listen on your own schedule. Just go to vsin.com slash podcast. 
You get my guys in the desert beating the book with Gil Alexander. Market insights with Josh Applebaum, plus hardwood handicappers, the Lombardi line, follow the money, coast to coast hoops, and so much more. Again, they're all free and available right now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And we are live right now from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. And when I say this, remember I say it, but I want you to keep your clothes on. We're going streaking. Very excited. Which NFL streaks in the divisional round are going to continue and which ones are going to come to an end? Starting with the Bengals are 5-0 against the spread their last five games overall. This is a streak I think keeps going, okay? Both teams relatively equal in my eyes this week, but my lean has taken the points with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. And I don't think this is recency bias because the Bengals displayed and the Titans had the bye. As underdogs, Cincinnati's thrive. 6-3 and three against the number, covering by an average margin of 7.3 points. I know Derrick Henry's super dangerous when healthy and can be a big factor, but the Cincinnati run defense has also been very good. So if offensively they're moving the ball with the pass game a little bit more, they've been a little bit more run heavy than I would have expected, I think that the Bengals can keep this one close. They're also 4-0 against the number against the Titans in their last four meetings. Chiefs 5-0 ATS their last five home games. I'm, I'm not streaking there. I'm leaning toward back in the Bills this week. Not too often you see a team like Buffalo getting points after dropping 47 on a team like New England. The Bills have the better defense to me. They're great at taking away the football. And I know everybody says, I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes, but it's hard to bet against Josh Allen right now, too. He played one of the best games a player can play against the Patriots in zero-degree weather, throws for more than 300 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, efficient with his legs, just four incompletions. Bills covered as two point dogs against the Chiefs earlier this season winning outright 32 to 20 in Arrowhead. I like them to win again here. Over is 7 and 0 in the Packers last 7 playoff games. I'm on the fence here, and I think this one goes with your lean in the game, how you feel about it. If you like the 49ers, they've been a hard under team the last six weeks, 5-1 and one to the under, and have only gone over the number of 48 on two occasions the second half of the season. Both were overtime games. If you like the Packers, big over team, 6-1 and one to the over their last seven games, and while the week three meeting between these teams scored 58, I'm just not sure if I'm betting the total or the side in this game personally, so on the fence. Last trend here. The Buccaneers are 4-0 ATS, their last four playoff games. Big shocker given their Super Bowl run a year ago. So I'm having them streaking. We're going streaking with the Bucs against the Rams. Uh, Bucks minus three. Both defenses I expect to create pressure, keep it closer, low scoring type of a game. And in that instance, I... I stick with Brady to secure a win late more. Matt Stafford didn't really have to do much last night. They relied a lot on the run, which we know that the Bucs can defend based on what they did against the best rushing offense in the league last week against the Eagles, held them to just 95 yards rushing, 56 allowed two running backs. And I can see the Bucks front seven forcing Stafford into one or two of those potentially game-changing plays in a negative way. So I like the Bucs. We will see if our guest, uh, Ariel Epstein, is with me or against me on some of these plays as we welcome her in now, betting analyst and host over at Yahoo Sportsbook. You killed it on the Monday night game, by the way, five and two with your plays and props. So what do you say? We keep it rolling this week, yeah? Oh, yeah. We've got to keep it rolling. We've got to keep this thing on fire the way that some of these NFL playoff teams are. I know. It's been so fun to watch already. So let's look ahead to some of these divisional round games. What's one that you already feel like you have a good early feel for? One I have a good early feel for, I'm laying the points like you were just talking about with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers most likely. This team has just been dominant at home all year not including their game against the Eagles in the regular season. Tampa Bay is winning their games in Tampa by an average of just under 20 points per game. Both these defenses are terrible in the secondary, which is why I'm also looking at the over 48 and a half. 
these two teams have really good defenses up front. They're linebackers against the run. They're both top 10. Then it comes to the passing game. And what do we know about teams that pass the ball well? It just goes over the total, and the weather should be warmer. It's not like these are two bad run defenses where you could dictate pace of game. These are two good passing offenses, and, and that's going to be the problem when you're going up against two really bad secondaries. The Bucks at home lay the points, and the Rams, well, turnovers are probably going to happen now because they can't run the football like they could last week. Yeah, and it's no secret, Matt Stafford, league leader in pick sixes, not a stat that you want to lead the league in. Uh, one game I see we are on opposite ends of the spectrum on. You like the Titans minus three and a half against the Bengals. My lean was Cincinnati. I haven't bet this game yet, but sell me on the Titans. What do you got? They're getting back who should have been the MVP in their running back, Derrick Henry. Now that the Bengals have to defend against a great running back and two great wide receivers in Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, I'm very concerned for this Cincinnati defense. I will keep saying this. I have not bought into Cincinnati because of their defense. Their offense is great for sure. And you could tell me that if Joe Burrow is on a team that he could win you a Super Bowl. Fine, whatever. I don't buy it because in the NFL, you need a good defense. And Cincinnati is just not that. Even in that game against Baltimore where they absolutely destroyed them, the Ravens still scored over 20 points against that Bengals defense with a third string quarterback who had three days to practice with his receivers. Their defense is not going to be able to contain Derrick Henry and crew. It's just not going to happen, and I'm laying the points with Tennessee, who's well-rested. Mike Vrabel has been keeping it very under wraps, understandably so, what the expectations are for Henry. But if he is anything close to what he was at the start of this season, I agree he could certainly have a day and put on a show. My only worry with that is if he's on a pitch count of some sort and he's not fully back. We shall see. Only time will tell. How about this Packers 49ers game? Which way do you feel? I've got to go with the Packers. I see this being a Packers-Buffalo Bills Super Bowl this year. The Packers are going to be at home, well-rested, and even if this defense isn't up to par with what a Super Bowl defense should be, there is only one other quarterback aside for Tom Brady in this league that could go up against you in a shootout and not worry about how many points their defense gives up, and that is Aaron Rodgers, who's just been on an MVP campaign all year. Now having its face San Francisco in Lambeau Field, San Francisco's done. I've been back in San Francisco for two straight weeks. I had him on the money line and uh, on the spread two weeks ago in week 18, and I had him this week against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm off the train. The 49ers are done in Lambeau. Their offense is banged up. Their defense is banged up. There is no sign of if Bosa's going to play or not. He got banged up in the wild card game. San Francisco's uh, quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, his thumb, his shoulder. I just am not in a really cold game in Lambeau Field. I'm just not going to be able to take any points no matter what. You're going to give me close to a touchdown. Fine. I don't care. I'm laying the points with Green Bay. And now that it went from five and a half to six, it went back down to five and a half, but I grabbed it just in time at six. And if you see it hit six again, go put the Packers in a teaser. I am obviously a San Francisco 49ers fan, and I've been through a lot the last couple of weeks emotionally, ended in a positive way. I'm specifically not betting this game for that reason. I don't want to go against my guys, but it is such a tough uphill battle at Lambeau Field. And of course, the Packers got the win earlier this season as well. Um, what about... The Bills and Chiefs, I think this is, for me, my most anticipated game of the weekend. This is going to be a fun one, a rematch of that AFC championship from a year ago. This game should be illegal to be a divisional game. This one should be an AFC championship game, and I just can't believe that the Titans still have the one seed. It boggles my mind. 
I'm taking the points with the Bills. I'm teasing the Bills from plus two or plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half. That's my two-team teaser, Bills-Packers. It's also what I hope is the Super Bowl matchup because I have the Bills at 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl from earlier in the preseason. The Bills having to go to Arrowhead is something that they have confidence in because they already picked up a win earlier this season. Buffalo's defense looked great. Their offense looked incredible. The New England Patriots have been a top five defense when it comes to points allowed all season. The Bills made them look silly. I mean, five touchdowns by Josh Allen. The offense is clicking and in against Kansas City, who has been playing better defense. It's just the Kansas City defense isn't as good as the New England defense has been all year. I'm going to keep my faith in Buffalo. Let's keep this train going. It just feels like the Bills are a team of destiny this season. Agreed. And Josh Allen, like you said, just looked insane last week. Um, we're here with Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sportsbook. You can also catch her as a regular contributor and betting analyst on NBA TV. Two games ahead in the National Basketball Association. Knicks three-point home dogs to the Timberwolves and Golden State hosting the Pistons as huge 16-point favorites. Anything that stands out to you on the NBA card tonight? I'm laying the points with Minnesota. The Timberwolves have a rest advantage, which this season and in history in the NBA has actually been really profitable against the spread. So Minnesota is 6-4 and four against the spread with the rest advantage. And this season, away favorites against a team on the second leg of a back-to-back, they're hitting at just under 67% against the number. That's why I have to lay the points with Minnesota. Away favorite at Madison Square Garden, the Knicks on the second leg of a back-to-back. This, the trend is also since 1993, hitting at 54% ATS. So it's doing well this season, and it's done well historically. I'm laying the points. And I see you also like Carl Anthony Towns, over 9.5 rebounds, and Drod Vanderbilt there, over 6.5 points. Great insight, as always, Ariel. Thank you for coming on. You're the best. Thanks, Stormy. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. You too. We will see Ariel again back here on the program next Tuesday. But when we come back here on My Guys in the Desert, public plays to fade or follow coming up tonight in the NBA, NHL, and college hoops. Also, Director of Sportsbook Operations over at DraftKings, Johnny Avello, is going to join us over Skype. You won't want to miss it. More My Guys in the Desert coming up. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to my guys in the desert. This segment brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouch is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or licky equipment to deal with either. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, they're spit free, and available in 10 different varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Plus, for your convenience, each variety now comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. Head on over to Zinn.com find to locate that store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Rolling along here live from Circus Sportsbook, a number of public plays 
heavy percentages of handle and bets in the NBA, NHL, college hoops. So fade or follow, starting with the biggest public play in the NBA, Timberwolves minus three at the Knicks tonight. 80% of the handle, 67% of bets. Our girl Ariel Epstein likes the Timberwolves tonight as well. I haven't bet this game, but some of the numbers have me with a slight lean to fade the public here and go Knicks. New York beat Minnesota 96-88, their first meeting a couple weeks ago. They're five and one ATS, their last six at home. That one being a weird loss to the Hornets last night. I think they're poised for a little bit of a bounce back spot here tonight. And on the second half of back-to-backs, 10 and three against the number they've had success there. In the NHL, the Canadians are at the Dallas Stars as minus 265. Money line home favorites Dallas is. Now here's the thing in the NHL. Money line favorites right now of minus 200 or more. 112 and 33. They're hitting at a 77% clip. Montreal's got just seven wins all year. And even with the Stars' recent road slump, I'd follow the public here. I just, you hate laying such a big number but these favorites continue to win. My official pick in this game would actually be under five and a half at minus 115 right now on DraftKings with both teams struggling to score. The Stars play a suffocating style of defense with the exception of maybe a couple one-off weird games. They've been a very effective group. Um, They've limited seven of their last nine opponents to nine or fewer high danger chances. That's pretty dang good. So I like the Stars and under. In college hoops tonight, Wisconsin minus two getting a boatload of bets and handle. 99% of the handle on the Badgers at Northwestern. And this has got to be one of the more lopsided ones we've seen all year. I'm a little surprised at how many people are on the favorite here. And I hate to follow a number like that. But I'm on the eighth-ranked Badgers here as well. Wisconsin 14-2 and on the year, 11-5 and against the number winners in their last six straight, which included outright wins over number three, Purdue, and number 16, Ohio State. Northwestern 9-6 and overall, 7-8 and against the number. Wildcats, though, are fresh off an upset win of Michigan State on the road as a 7.5-point dog, so I think this is one of those letdown spots. And while this might be a little boring, I think that Wisconsin is the better free-throw shooting team. They are effective at getting contact, getting to the line, and they're 77% when at the line. So let's turn our attention back to the NFL, though, as we bring in director of sportsbook operations at DraftKings, Johnny Avello. Johnny, another favorite caches last night for Super Wild Card Weekend. We talked to Vinny Maiulo a little bit earlier about how South Point did. How did you guys do over Wild Card Weekend and on the Monday night game? Uh, does Handel have anything to do with it? Because uh, I felt like we were like a Wells Fargo, Stormy. I mean, <laughs> the money was pouring in it really was every day saturday sunday and last night uh you know we we could have had a better weekend on the revenue side but like you know the the handle was great the action was great uh you know there's been a lot of dogs on a on a run as of late and the favorites came in this weekend so uh overall I was happy with the handle. That's really what concerns us the most, and um, it was there. This has got to be one of the most heavily bet times of year with all of the action in the NFL. And let's break down some of these divisional round contests coming up. You tell us who's getting some of the early money, if you can. All home favorites um, right this week. Let's start with Bengals at Titans. Titans, I believe, minus three and a half right now. Yeah, the Titans are getting the, the majority of the money on this one. I, you know, they're it's split about 65, 35. Uh, the game went opened up three, went up to three and a half. So that's a pretty significant move just to get off of the three. Uh, there'll probably be some Bengal money, but I, I'm going to think we're going to need the Bengals by uh, game time. 
All right. How about 49ers at Lambeau Field taking on the Packers and MVP candidate Aaron Rodgers? Uh, this is the heavily spent game, one-sided. Uh, all Packers, we opened up five. We were as high as six. Uh, now we're back at, at five and a half. But uh, this is going to be all Packers. It's like three-quarters of the money's on the Packers. Um, and it, it's going to continue to come in on them. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. It is a very depressing thought process for the 49ers fan in me. Uh, Rams headed uh, to Tampa Bay to take on the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. Both of these teams had dominant wins in the wild card round. Where's the money going there? Uh, this is the one game that the betters feel that the dog's live. Mm. Uh, oh, we opened up three. We're at three even money. Uh, the Rams are it's slightly like 55-45 Rams. Um, don't worry. There'll be plenty of bucks money as there usually is on our network. Yeah, I'm sure there will be some TB12 Tom Brady backers coming in slowly but surely. Bills at Chiefs. This game is one of those games that I feel like betters could easily go either way because how often are you going to get points with a Buffalo Bills team that just dominated the Patriots with 47 points up, five touchdowns. Josh Allen was incredible. Meanwhile, you're getting such a short number with Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes in the postseason, which you don't see often. This game is absolutely chopped down the middle, uh, you know, and I love the way this game's bet. One of the heavier bet games so far, but money's like 51 one side, 49 the other. It's like a, it's like a, you know, a, a vote on a presidential race. <laughs> oh, very close, but one, just a tight, tight a bit one sided. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's so easy to go either way, depending on, I think, a lot of ways, the quarterback that you have more faith in at this time in the year. And both of them, those young QBs have been so efficient, um, which leads me to this next point of conversation, the MVP race for the, the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, it looks like to be the odds on favorite. Who's getting the most action there at DraftKings? Uh, actually, the favorites are taking some, but the, if you're looking for some outsiders that are grabbing a little money, how about Matthew Stafford, nine to one, uh, Henry at eighteen to one, and uh, Cooper Cup, thirty to one. Now, usually the quarterbacks is the winner of this award. You know, the team goes as the quarterback goes. That's not always the case, but usually eighty-five to ninety percent of the time, that's who gets it. Well, and how much does? Your Super Bowl MVP odds, how much does that correlate with where your Super Bowl odds are right now? Because you see Rodgers and Mahomes at the top of the, the odds board for MVP. Does that go hand in hand with what you're seeing in terms of Super Bowl futures, Green Bay and KC? Good point, Stormy. Actually, it does. Uh, you know, the MVP is going to be slightly above that price because it has to be. Because not only the team has to win, but the, the player has to get there. But they correlate very closely. I figured as much. Hey, let's check in on the NBA a little bit. Grizzly superstar Ja Morant has been on a tear lately, and he's skyrocketed on the odds boards. He was 30-1 to 1 last week to win MVP. Now you guys have him up at 14-1. to 1. He's also the favorite to win most improved at minus 190. So is he somebody who's getting all the MVP bets right now? Or if not, who is? No, he's he's taking a good piece. You know, he opened 45, the one you mentioned, 30, now down to 14. Uh, you know, the, his, the team's just going real well. Uh, th you know, 31 wins so far. If you look at his stats, you know, 24 points a game, five and a half, six rebounds, six, seven assists. But look at the guys that are in front of him. Got Curry, the Greek, Jokic, Embiid, Durant. Uh, I mean, He's got to overcome all of those guys. So uh, still a large task at hand. 
Yeah, no doubt. It'll be interesting to see how the health of Kevin Durant plays out. I know Steph Curry's been on a little bit of a slump right now, but he is. if anybody can work their way out of it, that's certainly Steph Curry. Another sneaky story in the NBA right now has been the Cleveland Cavaliers, oddly enough. The Young Batcha guys fourth in the East right now, 27 and 18, just a game and a half back from the top spot. They've won five in a row, seven of their last nine, but the books show the numbers aren't necessarily believers yet. Still 45 to 1 to win the East, 120 to 1 to win it all. Why is that? Well, uh, I don't know if there are a lot of believers in them to win it all. Uh, you know, we opened up 26 and a half wins for the whole season. They have 27. So they've already passed that. Now we have the adjusted price up there, which is 46 and a half. Uh, I think what impresses me most about the team is the road record 15 and 9 on the road. Then they, they won at the Jazz. Uh, they beat the Nets at, at home. Uh, when you look at this whole team, you know, you look at Garland, Allen, and Mobley. Kevin Love, obviously, quietly this year, just getting work done, 13, 14 points a game. It's been a total team effort. Can they keep this up, and can they beat the big honchos? I don't know. It's But so far, I'm pretty impressed with what I've seen. But the money's not pouring in on them, and that's why the odds are still high. Interesting. I was questioning whether or not that potential payout would be more attractive to betters, but I guess not. Thank you so much, Johnny. Really appreciate the time. As always, we'll see you back here next week. Bye, Storm. That's Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations over at DraftKings. And again, so interesting that the preseason win total for the Cavs, 26 and a half. They've already exceeded that, that new adjusted total, 46 and a half. Up next, everybody's favorite Tuesday segment, Hot Take Tuesday. And our guy, Dan Leach of the Detroit City Cast is going to join us. Um, should be a fun one. Get his take on Matt Stafford getting his first playoff win. Won't want to miss it. More my guys on the other side. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts now in Chicago, Denver, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington, DC, and now Detroit. We will speak to the host of the Detroit City Cast momentarily, Dan Leach. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. We're wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert, live from downtown Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook. It is Tuesday, and this one's a scorcher. Our producer, Stephanie Kamershack, provides me with a couple of takes, and I determine how hot that take is. So let's get it rolling. She says, the Bengals will beat the Titans by double digits. The Bengals are minus nine on an alternate spread at plus 425 if this interests you. I think this take is a touch hot, like when you're putting potatoes into boiling water and your hand gets burned a little bit, but the burn feeling goes away pretty quickly. While that's not something I personally would be willing to bet, there are numbers that support this being entirely possible. As road underdogs this season, the Bengals are four and one against the number covering by a margin of 11.1 points. The last time they played Tennessee in 2020, since Cincinnati won 30 to 20 as seven and a half point dogs in Tennessee. Um, Titans have only lost five games this year, but three of those straight up losses were by nine or more points. And some of their losses were to rough teams. Jets with Derrick Henry, Texans, Steelers, just food for thought. All right. She says Debo Samuel will have two touchdowns against the Packers. I'm going to say this one's sneaky hot because on the surface, you're like, oh, my God, that take is so cold. Debo Samuel is a freak. Agree. He does have six receiving touchdowns and eight rushing touchdowns this year, a near weekly lock for an anytime touchdown. Um, but I was thinking into the numbers this morning. He actually has only had multiple scoring games three times this year. The last time was against the Vikings in week 12. I'd be interested to see what the number is on this when the odds come out, but I don't think it's as likely as people think. I think this take is a little bit hot. Last one here. Bills Chiefs will be the highest scoring game of the NFL season. Alternate total on the game, 68 and a half at plus 400. The hottest game of the year was when the Chargers beat the rounds 47 to 42 in October. For me, this one's what we call THTH, too hot to handle. Because for as much as we want to think, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, these dueling quarterbacks who each just had five touchdowns apiece last week are going to go off. I think these defenses are going to have something to say about it as well. The Chiefs defense has been a little up and down, but the Bills have been consistent all year long, allowing an average of 17 points per game. And I know that includes some outliers with the two shutouts that they had earlier this season against Miami and Houston. But that number, if you look at their schedule, really isn't far off. And the games where the Chiefs offense has been its best have been against teams like the Steelers, the Raiders twice, and the Eagles. Buffalo's D is going to be a different test. So... That's where I stand on Hot Take Tuesday. Let's welcome in one of my favorite guests that we have on the program, Dan Leach, host of the Detroit City Cast. Give him a follow at DanLeach971. Dan, you told us last week you had the Rams minus three for the Monday night game. You talked about when you, when Matt Stafford was in Detroit, you were one of his fans. You thought he was going to get it done. He finally got his first playoff win last night. 
Yeah, Stormy, great to see you too. You're my favorite, and so is Stephanie. But I'll tell you this, you know, it is still so divisive here. I mean, I had a, a former coworker of mine who made a bet he had to do a Jaeger mayonnaise shot, like a smoker's cough if Stafford <laughs> won. There's still just this, like, kind of disgust for Stafford not winning here when it really wasn't his fault. I mean, obviously, part of it was. And, you know, you look at the Rams and, and, and the way the defense is played, the way that Kyler Murray and, and either first-time or rookie quarterbacks are not good in their first playoff appearance. And it just seemed like it was a, an easy thing to, to happen. I mean, obviously, the game went easier than I thought it would go. But it, it's one of those things where why in Detroit this guy, you know, fought his blood, sweat, and tears for 13 years. He was mic'd up against the Browns, if you remember, you know, with a separated shoulder. It was going out there wanting to play. And there's still some Detroit fans that, you know, despite his success, where whatever will have in L.A. that, that are against him. Uh, but I'm not like that. And when Justin Verlander won his World Series, he he fought his butt off for a decade plus here in Detroit as well. I was happy for him. Uh, but Stafford is still, even not even being in Detroit, as divisive as ever. It's crazy to think about. But obviously, you know, last night in the game, he didn't have to do much, right? He was efficient. The run game kind of did what they needed to do to take over. But he got the job done. What do you think about him and the Rams' chances going into Tampa Bay this coming week as three-point dogs? defending Super Bowl champs they're taking on. But this is a team in L.A. that is, for all accounts, Super Bowl or bust. Do they get it done against the Bucks on the road? Really quick, humble brag. You know, the only game I got wrong last week uh, was your Niners. So I'm, I'm glad I got that one wrong. But I was 6-1. and one, And I loved all the home teams. And this is the opposite this week. I think you could see two, three, if not all four road teams win. And you look at the, the Bucs game, as you mentioned, and it's the same thing as the Bills-Chiefs game. Basically, the odds makers are saying that the Rams are basically a favorite, or, or at least even, because you get at least three or four points based on the home field advantage. And, and Tampa's got a, a decent home field advantage, not as good as maybe Kansas City. But you look at this Rams team with the defense, with Stafford. You know, he, he as you mentioned, he had a, he wasn't incredible last night. Didn't need to be, but he had a good game. He made good throws. He had a big, you know, the, the nice touchdown pass early in the game. And then, obviously, the stuff that happened in the second half, he didn't really, you know, have any issues. I just think that you look at Stafford going into Tampa. Tampa's got the offensive line issues. It's not the same team that won the Super Bowl last year. They're still really good. I mean, the Eagles look silly. But if Stafford doesn't turn the ball over and the Rams play their brand of football, they could go into Tampa and win that game. I also think that you look at the Bills as well. That's why I picked them with the Super Bowl going back to the preseason. They can go to Kansas City and beat the hot Kansas City Chiefs as well. Both those spreads basically say that those road teams are small favorites in a divisional game. It's crazy. No, that is an excellent point because you think about how the home field changes things up. Um, you mentioned the Bills being your preseason Super Bowl pick. Are they still? They still are. And I'm not going to mention Seattle was my NFC pick, so forget about that. <laughs> but yeah, no, the Bills are definitely, I mean, I know they're only 5-1. to one, You know, I got them at 15-1 to one earlier in the year. But I, I think the Bills with Josh Allen and that defense and Diggs and just the way they're coached. I, listen, it's not going to be easy for them to go and beat Kansas City. But if they get by that game, I think the Bills are, are good enough to, to go all the way and win the Super Bowl this year. I really do. How would you describe the matchup with Kansas City? How do those two teams stack up? Oh, it's one of those things where, you know, Kansas City, when they're on, you can't stop them. And, and an arrowhead it just adds that extra dimension. But the Bills are beat to are, are built to to play anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's Kansas City, Buffalo, or the or Neptune. And if they can run the ball with Allen and and run the ball, you know, and, and Allen can obviously, you know, do what he does normally and throw it all over the field. He had seven touchdowns. You know, the Bills scored seven straight touchdowns in the game. Uh, against the Patriots, making them look silly. I just think that they're going to come out, they're going to control the clock, 
if they could force Mahomes into some, you know, early mistakes, a turnover or two, uh, and really kind of have the lead and not have to really be desperate and go away from their game plan, Buffalo could win that game. I mean, they talk about alternate spreads. They could win that game by 10 or more. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I really feel like Buffalo is going to come into that game with a ton of confidence, and if they can control the line of scrimmage early and force Mahomes into some mistakes, that could be a long, it could be a long day for Kansas City. Buffalo is that good. Yeah, I like the Bills a lot in this spot, too. And obviously, we saw what Josh Allen was capable of in terms of efficiency this past weekend. He had more touchdowns passing than he did in completions, which says a lot. But Kansas City also plays a lot of that man coverage type defense, which could open up the area for Josh Allen to use his legs efficiently, which he's done time and time again. Yeah, and listen, as I was watching the the Chiefs-Pittsburgh game, in all due respect to Big Ben, I mean, it was a hell of a career for him. They weren't going to win that game. The Chiefs are kind of like, listen, don't forget about us. I mean, we're still one of the best teams in the football. We've been that way for a while. They won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They are still incredibly tough to defend. Andy Reid, you know, right in that shit when things were not looking good in the middle part of the season. It was really all his calm and and, and kind of extending that to his team that got them through that kind of phantom tobu doldrums period. They are really darn good. I think you might be seeing the two best teams in football left right now with the Chiefs and the Bills, all due respect to the Packers and the teams in the NFC. So this, in a way, is kind of a de facto maybe AFC title game type thing because both these teams are so good. And I'm not forgetting about the Titans, but I think the Chiefs and, and the Bills overall are better than the Titans right now. And the, the winner of this game, I feel like, has got just a great chance to win it all. No, I'm so excited for that game. Definitely one of the best on the card. Uh, one last thing for, with you before we let you go. we got about a minute left. Um, on your podcast this week, you discuss a team that's in the playoffs right now you think could be a good blueprint for the Lions moving forward. Who's that team? It's the Cincinnati Bengals. And obviously, I would love for the Lions to have any, a quarterback even close to as good as Joe Burrow. But if the Lions can identify that, all due respect to Jared Goff, they can identify that franchise quarterback that Matthew Stafford was for 13 years get him in there, the way the Bengals have kind of built that team, and they brought in Zach Taylor, who at times was kind of in battle, the way that maybe Dan Campbell will be, and obviously Taylor has worked things out, and they've moved forward, become a playoff-type team. They won their, the division. The Lions haven't won a division since 93. I look at if they can get the right quarterback and keep building from the Lions out with Brad Holmes as the GM, the Bengals are the great blueprint for the Lions to go from, you know, the Bengals had not won a playoff game since 1990. Lions have won one since 1957. So there's a lot of similarities there with just the dearth of, of not getting things done. And that's the team I'm looking at as kind of a blueprint over a, a two, three-year period, uh, you know, going from a two-win team to a four-win team to winning the division. That's where I think the Lions could be, hopefully, in the next couple of years under Holmes and Dan Campbell. Can certainly see it. And I, like I'm sure you are, a big fan of Dan Campbell and what he's done to already start the culture change. Thank you so much, Dan. You're awesome. Hey, you are too. I like biting kneecaps as well. Let's do it. Bite the kneecaps. The, the fighting Dan Campbells. Uh, follow Dan Leach, host of the Detroit CityCast at DanLeach971. That's going to do it for us here on My Guys. Keep it locked on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Rush Hour is next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.